You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TFA fam, what is up? What has happened? Back again. We are all less than a week away from the NFL Combine, one of the greatest days of the offseason, right? So we can get some answers to some of these questions we have about some of these prospects because we know these these colleagues can be out here lying about players saying they're 6'3 when they're really 5'11 lying asses. But regardless of that, so we are looking forward to that to get that information in, uh, get some of their uh, where they come in, you know, three cones, hand size, 40 times, all hand that exciting size. stuff. Yeah, I mean, hand size Twitter is the best fantasy Twitter. Uh, anyways, so today we're going to be discussing our top 10 rookie wide receivers for the upcoming NFL draft. I think that this class um, has potential to be maybe more in depth, more depth than what this last year's class had. Uh, I don't think it does, it does not have the Jamar Chase crown jewel. Uh, the can't-miss prospect that was Jamar Chase coming out. Uh, but I still think there's a lot of exciting games to talk about. So we're going to kind of keep this open forum here a little bit, not just go player by player. Uh, with that being said, let's talk about our initial uh, rookie rankings uh, for our wide receiver. So let's, let's kick it off with Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, which may be a little bit high compared to what consensus is, Jahan Dotson, Wandale Robinson, David Bell, Chris Olave, which might be hot, for some, Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert, and John Mechie. And then Cody only has his top 10 for right now, which is okay. Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams, David Bell, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, Wandale Robinson, Chris Olave, and John Mechie. So I think for most people, the top four really is going to be some combination of Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and Jamison Williams. So let, let's start with these guys. Like the, I think the elephant in the room, at least for most people, unless you're trying to get hot, I think Traylon Burks is kind of the consensus number one wide receiver in this class. We talked about him a couple weeks ago on one of the podcasts that we did. Traylon Burks is just an absolute freak of nature in terms of, of what he brings to the table. 6'3", 230, uh, incredible you know, uh, dominator rating, 45.9, 16.8 yards per reception, 31.3 target share. And what was not a at least in years past, a great Arkansas offense. This year, they did turn it around, was a much better team this year. But finished this year with 66 receptions for 1,100 yards, 
and 11 touchdowns. Um, he had he's probably one of the best in terms of his advanced metrics, fourth in yards per route run, ninth in yards after the catch, 10th in yards after the catch per reception. So, I mean, the guy just kind of did it all size, speed, explosiveness, um, you know, isn't necessarily the greatest route runner. Not so he's going to run really crisp routes. But regardless of that, he's kind of like a DK Metcalf, AJ Brown type prone, right? Like, yeah, or clone, right? Not prone, clone. And so, uh, <laughs> so. For me, I mean, Traylon Burks is is far and away my number one wide receiver. Where I don't really have a whole lot of question marks about this guy, Cody. What what is your takeaway on some of these top four guys? Like, um, is, is Traylon Burks just locked in number one for you, or is it is it close? It's definitely close. I think there's a little bit of a projection with him. Like you said, not not a great route runner. And the thing that's crazy is six three two twenty five. The dude played seventy five percent of his career snaps in the slot. Like, like, that's just a little odd to me. So, like, it's not that I don't think he can move to the outside and win there, too. But we, were, we really haven't seen him do it. You know what I mean? You know, just some of, with some of the things that he needs to work on, we don't have some of those questions with a guy like Garrett Wilson, who I have it too, who, you know, really good route runner, can play everywhere, inside, outside. You know, Ohio State used him a lot in motion as well. I have him at two. I think you have him at four if I'm remembering correctly. But really, I really like Garrett Wilson. I think there's probably less of a projection. I think he's a little bit safer as well. So I don't think it's it's crazy to not have Burks at one, but I just can't get away from I, the, the the what if with him. You know what I mean? Like you, you talked about DK Metcalf. I mean, 6'3", 225, the speed he has, uh, just an athletic freak. So really like Traylon Burks. What I don't understand, what I think is hot, is whenever you see some of the rankings, I think you talked about last time where he's, you know, bottom five or bottom of the top five, outside of the top five. That's what I don't get. But um, that, that's kind of where I'm sitting with that. And then Drake London, just an absolute monster of a, of a season this past year. And what what's insane is 88 catches, 1100, almost 1100 yards, seven touchdowns in eight games, <laughs> which is just absolutely bonkers you're gonna hear a lot of mike evans tossed around with him i i typically hate comps i really do because i think what a lot of people do with comps is they take it to like the the highest possible level right and you know the the other thing too is do you comp him to as a prospect in the nfl so i think comps just get way too crazy you're gonna hear mike evans a lot but i do think it's warranted with drake london just with, with the way that he plays six five two ten bigger body guy prototypical X receiver, just put him on the outside, let him go down the sideline and get it. So I, I really like Drake London. And the, the thing with him that's crazy too is he was playing basketball at USC along with football up until this past year. So there's still some room for him to grow in terms of the nuances and really kind of digging in and learning the, the wide receiver position. You have Jameson Williams at two. I have him at four. So we're not super far off. But tell me a little bit about Jameson Williams and uh, what you like about him so much. Yeah, I mean, I think that he has the ability to um, be, if not the best, uh, one of the best uh, wide receivers in this class. He's going to get dinged because he tore his ACL in the national title game. It's going to take him a little bit of time. And so you could see him fall in the NFL draft because of this. But I think if he can go to a team that doesn't necessarily absolutely need him right away, you know, a team like a team that I've actually seen get him uh, mocked to quite a bit is actually the Chiefs. Um, at 31, 
because they are a team that could, you know, not necessarily need him to come right in and start right away, you know, work his way back, get himself healthy. But this year, he had an absolutely dominating season this year. Uh, transferred away from Ohio State, um, which isn't really a knock, uh, came to Alabama, uh, had this year 79 receptions, 1,500 yards, uh, 15 receiving touchdowns. Also uh, had some special teams in there, with 352 uh, special teams yards, two touchdowns there. So that's obviously a plus. A lot of times you see a lot of these guys, um, I mean, think Brandon Ayuk is, is one of them guys that were utilized on special teams, tend to translate very well over to the NFL. And so, but in terms of just his advanced metrics, I mean, he is right there with, with Traylon Burks, with everything. Uh, he was 13th in yards per route run, fourth in, in yak, sixth in uh, with a 9.3 yards after uh, the catch per reception. Now he did have a great uh, A dot, which is not really that big of a deal, but 13 catches for 671 deep yards as well, which is fifth in this class, ran 35% of his uh, routes from the slot. And then 18 receptions, 604 yards, seven touchdowns from the slot as well. But Jamison Williams is kind of the total package. Has some room to put a little bit more muscle on. He's listed at 6'2", 189 uh, at that size. You'd like to probably see him be a little bit more, put on a little bit more weight. We'll see what, what but we won't get to see anything probably from the combine because uh, he just tore his ACL. So there's not going to be anything there. So we're not really going to get any of those numbers, which is kind of a shame. But regardless of that, um, he did have kind of a late breakout age, a 20.4 breakout age with 50th percentile, uh, which, you know, you can make the case for somebody like Garrett Wilson as well, who has a late breakout age. Um, you know, not that very early breakout age that we kind of look for. Somebody like Drake London, who has an 18.1 breakout age, which is elite. But Jamison Williams, I just think with his speed, he does a really good job on vertical routes. Um, he has a lot of shiftiness whenever you watch him. So I, I just really like Jamison Williams. I mean, kind of reminds you a little bit of Deshaun Jackson, but obviously much bigger. I mean, because Deshaun Jackson is, what, 5'9", 5'8", uh, you know, 5'10". So, I mean, this dude's 6'2". So, I think there's a lot to like with Jameson Williams' game. You know, had he not torn his ACL, he's probably a guy we're looking at going in the top 15. As far as Garrett Wilson is concerned, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people love Garrett Wilson, and I I, I like Garrett Wilson. But, like, I just wasn't blown away by, by watching him. Like, I think he's an incredible route runner. I think he has some insane body control as well and a big catch radius, and I think he's, he could be a weapon in the yards after the catch. Six foot, 193. He has sort of a, a, a late breakout age. I mean, his production this year was good. 70 receptions for uh, just over 1,000 receiving yards, 12 receiving touchdowns, 30.9 dominator rating, and a 28% target share, which is, which is excellent. So there's a lot to like with Garrett Wilson's game. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like a DJ Moore type wide receiver whenever I watch him. So Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Drake London, Garrett Wilson are all guys that are probably going to be going in the first round. One, you were talking about some landing spots for Jamison Williams. Of course, of course you brought up the Chiefs. And I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking of landing spots with these guys, but somebody mentioned Jamison Williams for the Chargers. And that is also pretty sexy to, to think about. Uh, let's move on to some of these the, the, some of these other wide receivers a little bit further down. Where I think this is where you're gonna again kind of get some uh, some disagreement or some uh, some differences from people, right? So let's talk. First of all, you have uh, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, and I I'm gonna include David Bell and Chris Olave in in this class of of these guys, right? Because I think that all these guys are gonna be kind of a little bit different for some people. I've seen Chris Olave for people. Um, I think Kyle Krabs from Draft Network has Chris Olave at one as his number one wide receiver. I've seen a lot of people have him second, third, fourth, you know, and stuff like that. We have him at ninth, so that's a little hot. I've seen mocks where he's going in the first round. Listen, Chris Olave brings a lot to the table, very vertical downfield threat, but 
I don't know. When I'm watching this guy, like there was nothing that excited me when I'm watching him play. I think there's a lot of pros to his game. He, he's again another guy who's excellent route runner. He uh, had a 19.2 breakout age, which is which is uh, even better than uh, Garrett Wilson at 85th percentile. 31.9 college dominator and a 24.8 percent target share. This past year, 65 receptions, 936 yards, and 13 touchdowns. He never had over 1,000 receiving yards at Ohio State. The advanced metrics are not good. Uh, 2.29 yards per route run, which is 83rd among all wide receivers. Terrible yards after the catch, 276, which is 100th. Uh, 4.1 yards after the catch per reception, which is 404th. <laughs> With a 15.8 a dot, only 10 deep catches, which is catches of 20 plus yards for 354 yards, which is 49th. So there's not a lot, a lot like there either in terms of that. But I know a lot of people rave about Chris Olave and his route running and his ability to be able to get deep, you know, downfield. And and it's just I just wasn't really blown away with him. Like I think he can be a good, maybe maybe he turns out to be a kind of a good wide receiver too in an offense. But I just was not really blown away with watching him. There are two wide receivers that I had that I almost put inside my top. Four, but I did not. And I want to know what your thoughts are because I feel like Chris Olave, we're kind of probably on the same page. You both have him at nine. But first, George Pickens. When I watched George Pickens, it was like a almost like Javante Williams type moment of me watching this guy play. Right? Like when I watched Javante Williams last year, I got excited watching Javante Williams. Like I got hyped. Right? And with George Pickens, this man has so much swagger to his game. Like he has, he knows his dick is bigger than everybody else's out there. Is the way that he plays, right? Just utmost confidence in himself makes, and it's it's tough because this year obviously he didn't get to do anything because he tore his uh, ACL back in March. So he's about a year removed from that. He didn't get to come back and play towards the end of the year. But we don't we don't really I didn't really include any of his stats because it's kind of pointless because he barely played. But he still had an 18.5 breakout age, which is 96 percentile, 19.9 percent target share, and a 32 percent college dominator rating. Stands six three, two uh, two hundred pounds. Um, he's coming out. He's going to be just uh, turns 21 in a few months, so he's still uh, you know a younger wide receiver at that. But there, he just drips comp. And then the other guy is Jahan Dotson, which I really like, which I'm sure you could wax poetically about because you know you are the. Um, I'm upset you're not wearing a Penn State. Oh. There you are. You are actually a Penn State shirt. So um, he, I like him as well. Like I could see Jahan Dotson, you know, wide receiver you, where they just produce wide receivers every single year, it feels like. But he is a lot of fun to watch as well. So what are your thoughts on George Pickens and Jahan Dotson? So Pickens is interesting, man. Bald as a true freshman in the SEC, really good ball skills. I think he obviously sets up as like a, a true outside wide receiver. His his separation is a little inconsistent. With, like from the games that I watched, like there were times where he you know just blew it by guys, and then he also has a lot of contested catches on that tape as well. But when he is in those contested catch situations, he typically comes down with the ball. He can really use his body, box those guys out. He's aggressive at the catch point. Pickens, I think, is going to be if we look like two, three years down the road, he's going to be like that year two, year three breakout wide receiver. I feel like. I think he's still worth drafting, you know, in this range as, you know, in, in your in your dynasty rookie drafts, right? Like not letting him slip and taking one of these other guys ahead of him. But I think because of, you know, like not not a crisp route runner, I think, you know, what I mean, he can he can definitely use some improvement in those kind of areas, but 
if he's one of these guys, that if he can put it all together, I think he could be really good. Um, you know, only 24 total uh, career college games. So definitely, you know, obviously still has some learning and some growing to do just o- overall. With Jahan Dotson, uh, I think he's going to be a really good slot receiver. I don't think he has the the frame or the strength to really play on the outside. 5'11", 185. He only played 20% of his snaps in the slot this past year at Penn State. A little bit of that late breakout guy, too. But the the Penn State passing offense has been pretty doo-doo in terms of guys really breaking out and, and doing a ton. There, If you remember back to whenever Chris Godwin came out, there wasn't really a ton of hype around him until he ran that, what, 4-4 at the combine. Then his names are popping up a lot more than obviously we've seen what he's done the past couple of years. But solid athlete, good route runner. His yards after catchability, I think, is what gets you excited. We, you have seen some of those highlight reel type catches where he can go up and get it. Normally when you see that, he is on the outside. But I think at the next level, he's going to project us more of a of an inside type of guy. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but I think that's kind of the role that he's going to play. And then just real quickly on uh, Olave, since you brought him up, our own Robbie Jeffries has a tweet, quote, intoxicated hot take. Chris Olave is a better overall wide receiver than Garrett Wilson. So Robbie is on the uh, on, on that train as well. Uh, let's move on to David Bell and talk about him. I have him a little bit higher. You have him a little bit lower. Uh, what has you a little bit lower on David Bell? Kind of in this, a little bit of the same mold of like, he's something that I feel like I could get a little bit higher on. Maybe I do have him a little bit too low. I kind of struggled um, with him uh, and where to put him. Originally, I think I had about five or six that I just kept kind of moving him down as I kind of get, started getting through some of these guys. I couldn't put him ahead of George Pickens or Jahan Dotson for me. And then we'll talk about Wandell Rossett as well, because I think it, in the right offense, he could be an absolute weapon as well. But mm-hmm. with David Bell, um, you know, I kind of like we talked about like he's he has some like kind of like he feels like a little bit like Rashad Bateman of this uh, of this class where like I think there's a lot to like about his game, but then at the same time like there's not like he's not somebody that like is like super flashy either. I think could be somebody again that's kind of like you know maybe a I don't know I'm trying to think of a you know like a Robert Woods type wide receiver where you know he's going to be a solid wide receiver too for a team but not anybody that's going to ever be somebody that has a lot of like wide receiver one type ceiling type you know type years or anything like that but you know there's a lot to like with this game a 43.5 percent college dominator is fantastic a 29 percent target share is excellent 18.7 percent or 18.7 breakout age love to see that as well um, 93 catches, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns this year. His advanced metrics are okay, a 2.7 yards per set or per route run, which is 37th, 536 yards after the catch, which is uh, 15th, and then uh, 10 catches or uh, 10 deep catches of 20 plus yards, 382 yards, uh, 382 deep yards, which is 39th among all wide receivers. Wasn't really used a lot uh, in the slot, only 18 catches for 170 yards, two yeah. touchdowns there. So to me, like I said, like I think he's a really safe pick. I think he's, I, I, I think he's something that's probably going to go somewhere late second, early third round, probably in the NFL draft. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of what I had down as well as a really good number two beside an alpha. But I, th- I think part of the reason of like why people are a little bit down on him is because like when you watch him, like he just makes everything like look so easy and so effortless, right? Like there's not like a lot where you watch where it's just like holy shit. What, like what what happened there but 
it's it's I think it's because of how like just easy everything comes to him. But he's not super dynamic, but I do love how aggressive he plays. Really good body control, can go up and get those contested catches. So like I, I just feel the reason why I have him ahead of guys like Dotson and Pickens is because I, I think he's a little bit safer. His upside, I think, is probably a little bit more limited than some of those guys. His freshman year, you know, producing right alongside Rondell Moore, obviously got injured his sophomore year, comes back his junior year, and just balls out once again, 93 catches, almost 1,300 yards, six scores. And that's on a Purdue offense that who else was the ball going to? You know what I mean? And they they still couldn't stop him. So that's why I really like David Bell. But, man, w- Wondell Robinson is, is super, super interesting. Like, this dude literally looks like he is shot out of a cannon every time that he, you know, leaves the line of scrimmage. Some size concerns here, though, 5'10", 185. And it wouldn't surprise me if we have a little uh, Rondell Moore revisitation here where he comes in. He's smaller than what he is listed. Uh, he does not look particularly big on film, but um, super twitchy, explosive, like I said. Really, really interested to see what kind of draft capital he gets and what kind of landing spot he gets. But what were your thoughts on on Wandale? Absolutely agree. I think in the right offense, he could be an absolute weapon um, if, if teams want to use him. I do not think he's 5'10". I would bet he probably comes in or more in the 5'8 range. You know, but... Excellent year, 34% college dominator, 18.7 breakout age, which is excellent, which is 95th percentile, 104 receptions, 1,300 yards, 39% target share, which is ridiculous, uh, seven receiving touchdowns. And then, uh, you know, looking at some of his advanced stuff, I mean, he was right up there with some of these top guys, 3.56 yards per route run, which is excellent, fourth most among all wide receivers in college football, 10th in yards after the catch, which is not surprising one bit, particularly played in the slot, 68% of his targets came from uh, the slot this year, 65 catches, 777 receiving yards, and six touchdowns came from the slot. So, But like I said, I think in the right system on the right team that knows how to utilize him, I think he could be um, a lot of fun. And somebody, again, I don't think he's going to be a guy that we probably look at as a might be a better NFL player than fantasy asset, might be somebody that ends up being more of – uh, kind of a hit or miss kind of t- type of prospect. We'll yeah. see. His big thing is going to be his size and and where people view him, because I have a feeling he is not going to come anywhere close to the five ten that he's listed at. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with these colleges. I don't know why they do it. What what benefit do you get from listing these guys? Like, you know, it's like to the players, like, hey man, you help me out here and list me a little bit taller, because <laughs> it just just doesn't make any sense. Like some of the stuff where it's so off on these guys. I'm like, how can you be so wrong? And what benefit does it give you? to list them so right. so so differently. Like I, I don't understand that that aspect of this. So let's let's wrap this thing up and let's kind of talk about some of the 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 lower guys. Um like I said I have a little bit more. Uh I think one we have to mention Sky more. He is somebody from Western Michigan that has really been getting a lot of buzz this offseason. You know, there's a lot to like with his game. Um comes in listed at 5'9, 195. Um he uh had a break late breakout age but 94 receptions, 1,200 yards this year, 10 touchdowns. It is from Western Michigan, so I do understand that people are going to scoff at that and say, well, he didn't play at a Power 5 conference. But we have seen a lot of players coming from, you know, so, you know players outside of the, this and that we're looking at guys that have translated to the NFL. And, again, you know, excellent advanced metrics, 3.4 yards per out run, which is eighth most of, uh, you know, among all college wide receivers, 16th yards after the catch, and uh, 39th in uh, total deep yards as well. 
played a lot from the slot. Almost 50% of his targets came from the slot. 46 receptions, three touchdowns. I think he can be an absolute weapon um, at the next level in the slot for a team. Um, I, he is not going to be an outside guy, but I absolutely love Sky Moore and what he brings to the table. And then you have a, a couple other guys like Jalen Tolbert, who a lot of people are high on. And, and then you have John Mechie, who's the other Alabama wide receiver who you have at 10. So why, why don't you talk about that? And then we'll kind of wrap this thing up. Yeah, so Mechie, again, just another one of these really safe slot guys, right? Uh, had some had some decent uh, production a couple years, two years ago, you know, splitting the field with with Devonta Smith, six games of Jalen Waddle. I think he had almost a thousand uh, yards that year. This year comes out, you know, splitting time with Jameson Williams, who I think we both like just because he's a much more explosive player. But, you know, Mechie, again, with seems to be every single year, every time we talk about an Alabama receiver, we're talking about how good they are at running routes. John Mechie is no different. So he's already nuanced there. Um, just not like a, I, I think he's a, a solid athlete. I don't think he's a great athlete, but I think if he gets in that landing spot where he's going to be getting, you know, 130 ish, you know, targets in the slot, you know, we might be a little bit lower on him here, but the guys I have above him, I just like a little bit better from what one point or another, whether, you know, higher upside, more athletic, you know, th- things of that nature. That's, that's why I have Mechie, uh, down there at, 10 and the guys I would have right after that I would have you know Tolbert guys like there's a couple of these guys are just a little bit like on the older side so Jalen Tolbert uh Christian Watson Romeo Dobbs guys like that would be who I'd have coming up after that I think the the NFL draft and the combine is going to do a lot to shake that up but I think Jalen Tolbert is an interesting prospect as well um and I think he's somebody that we should be keeping an eye on starting to get a lot of getting a lot of buzz as well uh, at the next level. And so we'll see on him from South Alabama. So of course, um, you know, six, three, one ninety. You're, you're right. He is an older prospect. I've seen some people think, talk about him that he could possibly go in the third round of the NFL draft. And so that would be uh, something, you know, this past year, uh, he had 1400 yards, eight touchdowns. Now, again, we're talking about a wide receiver that played at South Alabama, you know, was a two spot, two star prospect uh, coming out, but I think he has excellent speed. I think he could be a deep threat, especially for uh, somebody that is six foot three on the at the next level. And so I think he's a very interesting prospect. And I, but he was actually sixth among all wide receivers and deep catches this year. So really, you know, uh, showing his uh, aver- you know a solid average depth of target as well. So I like Jalen Tolbert quite a bit. And I think he's kind of a sleeper name that's kind of moving up the draft board for a lot of people. So again, I think this this wide receiver class is going to be interesting, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to combine so we can get some of these questions answered. You know, how big really are they? You know, their speed, how they do it, and some of the other you know like three cone and all that kind of stuff. See how how uh, their agility and all that kind of stuff. But um, that's the stuff that I'm really looking forward to. So we didn't really want to go like super in depth and go player by player. We have a lot of time to get into all that and do that stuff because you know March and April, obviously, you know, we still got almost two months until the NFL draft. So um, keep it locked in here. We're not going anywhere. We got a lot more stuff. I think this week we have actually have planned to do a rookie mock, um, super flex rookie mock. So we'll that and then once the, the combine is over, uh, you know, we will have all that that coming up. We are lining up guests right now to start talking about some of these guys in depth as well. So keep it locked in here. Appreciate everybody checking out, and we will talk to you guys on the next one. Have a good night. Peace.
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.